her lip. The ferns behind her made it look as if she had just walked in from the woods, but Anne always looked like she'd seen the world. She had beautiful skin, and her skirts were always made of the best. "'Good God,' Maureen said, "'you're like somebody dressed for a summer dance. Come away in.' "'I won't come in.' "'What's wrong?' Can I borrow your tin opener? Anne was holding a tin of Heinz tomato soup. It didn't do to argue with her at a time like this, so Maureen went off to find her slippers. When she came back, Anne was in the middle of saying something about how she loved Blackpool and how the illuminations were the best thing about it the night when they turned on all the lights. She wanted to see it again. She put her arms across her chest and tapped rapidly at her own shoulder. Maureen had seen that before. "'Come on, then,' she said. Anne's flat was like a palace. Maureen loved the story it told, not that she knew it, but a person with taste always has a story. Once they were inside, Anne walked to the microwave and turned round. "'The rabbit wants his dinner,' she said. He's not had a thing all day. Who? The rabbit. Anne nodded towards the breakfast bar. The rabbit was ceramic, about six inches tall, with green eyes and crumbs of bread at its feet. Maureen noticed the snow falling past the window in the living room. The rabbit looked creepy. Now, Anne, she said, we need to make sure we're not telling stories. I know it's daft, Anne said, but it's okay. He's only sitting and it's cold outside. But Anne, he's awful hungry. Anne's mind opened onto itself. She thought of water for a second and the warm baths she used to draw. Children don't like it too warm, the same as a photographic solution, in fact, one hundred and twenty-five degrees Fahrenheit. That's what you want. Let the chemicals dissolve in the listed order, and make sure it's not too hot or the solution can't take it, and the image will be blurred. Maureen looked into the rabbit's eyes. This is his favorite, Anne said. Soup is all he ever wants for his dinner. Then she wiped the tin with a damp cloth, and handed it to Maureen. Some of these things have a ring you can pull, but this one doesn't for some reason. Blackpool In a photograph pinned above the kettle, the face of George Formby was peeking round a door. Turned out nice again, it said in ink under his name, a curly signature. He was smiling for the whole of Britain. The electricity sockets were covered over with elastoplast, and the rings on the cooker were out of bounds too, taped over with a saltire of white plastic tape. Maureen thought it was like the stuff the police put up around the murder scene in those crime dramas. No hot kettles or rings. It was Jackie, the warden's decision, and it was made, Maureen knew, in consultation with social services. They were sorry, but Anne just couldn't operate these electrical goods because she might burn herself. Maureen warmed the soup, and Anne stood back, ready to say something.
I'd like to take him to Blackpool, by the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea, she said, half singing. I always thought I would end up there. Anne was fine most days, but she was changing. The rules at La Cranza Court stated clearly that any resident incapable of working a kettle would have to be moved to a nursing home. Nobody wanted that. Every few months it happened to one of the residents, but Anne needed her friends. "'That's right, Maureen,' said Jackie. Anne added somehow to the dignity of the place, with her past and her pictures and all her nice cushions. So the warden was in cahoots with Maureen, at sixty-eight the youngest resident in the complex. They pretended it was still fine for Anne to be in the flat by herself, but she wasn't able to use the kitchen.